Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our daily reading conference call on A Course in Miracles, Original Edition. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles, uh, Original Edition, which is published by our friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, where if you mouse over the link at top for online edition, you will see the link to read ACIMOE. On that same drop-down menu, there is a link to subscribe to a daily email sent to you by the Course in Miracles Society which contains both the workbook lesson and the text reading for the day. <clears throat> My name is Lemoyne Castle, and this call happens for and with you every weekday morning, Monday through Friday, from about 9.15 to about 10.50 or 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Today we're continuing our reading in Chapter 10, God and the Ego, with Section 5, The Inheritance of God's Son. Let me try that again. The Inheritance of God's Son. At the top of the hour, we pause for remembrance for our, of our lesson for the day, which today is Lesson 117, reviewing Lessons 103, God being love is also happiness. And lesson 104, I seek but what belongs to me in truth. And Lori, can I, let me ask it, as I always do. Um, do you have a poetic opening this, this morning? Why, I do. I asked for a poem that spoke to the inheritance of God's Son and source of happiness. Uh, this is where my mind went. It's to a poem from Teresa of Avalon. It was called, He Desired Me, So I Came Close. No one can near God unless He has prepared a bed for you. A thousand souls hear His call every second. But most everyone then looks into their life's mirror and says, quote, I am not worthy to leave his sadness, this sadness. When I first heard his courting song, I too looked at all I had done in my life and said, how can I gaze into his omnipresent eyes? And I spoke those words with all my heart. But then he sang again, a song even sweeter, and when I tried to shame myself once more from his presence, God showed me his compassion and spoke a divine truth. I made you, dear, and all I make is perfect. Please come close, for I desire you. Amen. So beautiful. Thank you, Lori. Yeah. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Beautiful. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Lori. Well, we know these are gifts, and I'm grateful. Thank you. Thank you, Lori. Yeah, perfect. 
Okay. Well, let's go through the list. What we have, who we have with us this morning, with us in reading, I have Lori, Fran, Karen, Donna, Robin Marie, and Sandra. And with us in listening, I have Harrison, Ida, and Judy. Is anyone else joined the call? I'd like to say good morning or join the reading list. Thank you. Good morning, Lemoyne. I can read. Okay. Anyone else like to say good morning? Join the reading list. Okay, no pressure. Just wanted to take a drink of water. <laughs> okay, I'll get us started then with Chapter 10. God and the Ego, Section 5, The Inheritance of God's Son. Never forget that the Sonship is your salvation, for the Sonship is your soul. As God's creation, it is yours, and belonging to you, it is his. Your soul does not need salvation, but your mind needs to learn what salvation is. You are not saved from anything, but you are saved for glory. Glory is your inheritance. Given your soul by its creator that you might extend it. Yet if you hate part of your own soul, all of your understanding is lost because you are looking on what God created as yourself without love. And since what he created is part of him, you are denying him his place in his own altar. And Lori. Chapter 10, God and the Ego, Section 5, The Inheritance of God's Son. Never forget that the sonship is your salvation, for the sonship is your soul. As God's creation, it is yours, and belonging to you, it is his. Your soul does not need salvation, but your mind needs to learn what salvation is. You are not saved from anything, but you are saved for glory. Glory is your inheritance, given your soul by its creator, that you might extend it. Yet, if you hate part of your own soul, all your understanding is lost, because you are looking on what God created as yourself, without love. And since what he created is part of him, you are denying him his place in his own altar. 32. Could you try to make God homeless and know that you are at home? Can the Son deny the Father without believing that the Father has denied him? God's laws hold only for your protection, and they never hold in vain. 
What you experience when you deny your father is still for your protection, for the power of your will cannot be lessened without the intervention of God against it. And any limitation on your power is not the will of God. Therefore, look only to the power that God gave to save you, remembering that it's yours because it is his, and join with your brothers in peace. I'd like to read that last sentence again. Therefore, look only to the power that God gave to save you, remembering that it is yours because it is his, and join with your brothers in his peace. Thank you, Lori. And Fran. 32. Could you try to make God homeless and know that you are at home? Can the son deny the father without believing that the father has denied him? God's laws hold only for your protection, and they never hold in vain. What you experience when you deny your father is still for your protection, for the power of your will cannot be lessened without the intervention of God against it, and any limitation on your power is not the will of God. Therefore, look only to the power that God gave to save you, remembering that it is yours because it is his, and join with your brothers in his peace. 33. The peace of your soul lies in its limitlessness. Limit the peace you share, and your own soul must be unknown to you. Every altar to God is part of your soul because the light he created is one with him. Would you cut off a brother from the light that is yours? You would not do so if you realized that you can only darken your own mind. As you bring him back, so will your mind return. That is the law of God for the protection of the wholeness of his son. Thank you, friend. And Karen. 33. The peace of your soul lies in its limitlessness. Limit the peace you share, and your own soul must be unknown to you. Every altar to God is part of your soul, because the light he created is one with him. Would you cut off a brother from the light that is yours? You would not do so if you realized that you can only darken your own mind. As you bring him back, so will your mind return. That is the law of God for the protection of the wholeness of his son. Only you can deprive yourself of anything. Do not oppose this realization, for it is truly the beginning of the dawn of light. Remember also that the denial of this simple fact makes takes many forms, and these you must learn to recognize and to oppose steadfastly and without exception. This is a crucial step in the reawakening. The beginning phases of this reversal are often quite painful, for as blame is withdrawn from without, there is a strong tendency to harbor it within. It is difficult at first to realize that this is exactly the same thing, for there is no distinction between within and without. Thank 
Thank you, Karen. And Donna. 34. Only you can deprive yourself of anything. Do not oppose this realization, for it is truly the beginning of the dawn of light. Remember also that the denial of this simple fact takes many forms, and these you must learn to recognize and to oppose steadfastly and without exception. This is a crucial step in the reawakening. The beginning phases of this reversal are often quite painful, for as blame is withdrawn from without, there is a strong tendency to harbor it within. It is difficult at first to realize that this is exactly the same thing, for there is no distinction between within and without. 35. If your brothers are part of you and you blame them for your deprivation, you are blaming yourself. (laughs) And you cannot blame yourself without blaming them. That is why blame must be undone, not reallocated. Lay it to yourself and you cannot know yourself, for only the ego blames at all. Self-blame is therefore ego identification and as strong and as strong an ego defense as blaming others. You cannot enter God's presence if you attack his son. When his son lifts his voice in praise of his creator, he will hear the voice of his father. Yet the Creator cannot be praised without His Son, for their glory is shared, and they are glorified together. Thank you, Donna. And Robin Marie. Thirty-five. If your brothers are part of you and you blame them for your deprivation, You are blaming yourself, and you cannot blame yourself without blaming them. That is why blame must be undone, not reallocated. Lay it to yourself, and you cannot know yourself, for only the ego blames at all. Self-blame is therefore ego identification, and as strong an ego defense as blaming others. You cannot enter God's presence if you attack his son. When his son lifts his voice and prays of his creator, he will hear the voice of his father. Yet the creator cannot be praised without his son, for their glory is shared and they are glorified together. 36. Christ is at God's altar waiting to welcome his son But come wholly without condemnation, for otherwise you will believe that the door is barred and you cannot enter. The door is not barred, and it is impossible for you to be unable to enter the place where God would have you be. But love yourself with the love of Christ, for so does your Father love you. You can refuse to enter, But you cannot bar the door which Christ holds open. 
Come unto me who holds it open for you. For while I live, it cannot be shut, and I live forever. God is my life and yours, and nothing is denied by God to his Son. I have one more sentence in the online edition. I'll read it. Remember that to deny, <clears throat> remember that to deny is to refuse to accept, and everything waits only your acceptance. Yeah. Sandra. Christ is at God's altar, waiting to welcome his son. But come holy without condemnation, for otherwise you will believe that the door is barred and you cannot get in and you cannot enter. The door is not barred, and it is impossible for you to be unable to enter the place where God would have you be. But love yourself with the love of Christ, for so does your Father love you. You can refuse to enter, but you cannot bar the door which Christ holds open. Come unto me who holds it open for you, for while I live, it cannot be shut, and I live forever. God is my life and yours, and nothing is denied by God to his Son. Remember that to deny is to refuse to accept and everything awaits only your acceptance. 37. At God's altar, Christ waits for the restoration of himself in you. God knows his son as wholly blameless as himself. And he is approached through the appreciation of his son. Christ waits for your acceptance of him as yourself and of his wholeness as yours. For Christ is the Son of God, who lives in his Creator and shines with his glory. Christ is the extension of the love and the loveliness of God, as perfect as his Creator, and at peace with him. Thank you, Sandra. And beauty. At God's altar. At God's altar, Christ waits for the restoration of himself in you. God knows his son is wholly blameless as himself. And he is approached through the appreciation of his son. Christ waits for your acceptance of him as yourself and of his wholeness as yours. For Christ is the Son of God who lives in his Creator and shines with his glory. Christ is the extension of the love and the loveliness of God, as perfect as his Creator and at peace with him. 
Blessed is the Son of God, whose radiance is of his Father, and whose glory he wills to share, as his Father shares it with him. There is no condemnation in the Son, for there is no condemnation in the Father. Sharing the perfect love of the Father, the Son must share what belongs to him, for otherwise he will not know the Father or the Son. Peace be unto you who rest in God and whom in whom the whole sonship rests. Thank you, Judy. And is there a new reader who would like to conclude the 38? It hurts, and I'd love to. Blessed is the Son of God, whose radiance is of his Father, and whose glory he wills to share, as his Father shares it with him. There is no condemnation in the Son, for there is no condemnation condemnation in the Father, sharing the perfect love of the Father, the Son must share what belongs to him, for otherwise he will not know the Father or the Son. Peace be unto you who rest in God and in whom the whole sonship rests. Lemoyne, would you allow me to reread that and personalize it? Um, sure, if you would like to, Harrison. Yes. Thank you. Blessed am I, the Son of God, whose radiance is of my Father, and whose glory I will to share as my Father shares it with me. There is no condemnation in me the Son, for there is no condemnation in God, my Father. Sharing the perfect love of my Father, I, the Son, must share what belongs to God. For otherwise, I will not know the Father or myself, the Son. Peace be unto me who rest in God and in whom the whole sonship 
rest. Thank you. Thank you, Lamar. Mm, thank you, Harrison. Thank you, Harrison. Thank you, Harrison. That was great. So glad you thank did you. that. Thank you. Thank it you, was Harrison. Cute. Okay, well, <laughs> since we summarized this without just reading it, short and sweet. Okay, section five, the inheritance of God's Son. Never forget that the sonship is your salvation, for the sonship is your soul. As God's creation, it is yours, and belonging to you, it is His. Your soul does not need salvation, but your mind needs to learn what salvation is. Glory is your inheritance, given your soul by its Creator, that you might extend it. And if you hate part of your own soul, all your understanding is lost because you are looking on what God created as yourself without love. And since what he created is part of him, you are denying him his place in his own altar. Could you try to make God homeless and know that you are at home? And the Son deny the Father without, without believing the Father has denied him? God's laws hold only for your protection, and they never hold in vain. Look only to the power that God gave to save you, remembering, it, remembering that it is yours, I'm going to say it both ways. Remembering it and remembering that it is yours because it is his. And join with your brothers in his peace. The peace of your soul lies in its limitlessness. Limit the peace you share and your own soul must be unknown to you. Every altar to God is part of your soul because the light he created is one with him. That is the law of God for the protection, the wholeness of his son. Only you can deprive yourself of anything. Do not oppose this realization, for it is truly the beginning of the dawn of light. Remember also that the denial of this simple fact takes many forms, and these you must learn to recognize and to oppose steadfastly and without exception. This is a crucial step in the reawakening. Only you can deprive yourself of anything. 
The beginning phases of this reversal are often quite painful, for as blame is withdrawn from without, there is a strong tendency to harbor it within. It is difficult at first to realize that this is exactly the same thing, for there is no distinction between within and without. If your brothers are part of you and you blame them for your deprivation, you are blaming yourself. And you cannot blame yourself without blaming them. That is why blame must be undone, not reallocated. Lay it to yourself and you cannot know yourself. Self-blame is ego identification and as strong an ego defense as blaming others. You cannot enter God's presence if you attack his son. When his son lifts his voice in praise of his creator, he will hear the voice of his father. Yet the creator cannot be praised without his son, for their glory is shared, and they are glorified together. Christ is at God's altar waiting to welcome God's Son. Become holy without condemnation for otherwise you will believe that the door is barred and you cannot enter. The door is not barred and it is impossible for you to be unable to enter the place where God would have you be. But love yourself with the love of Christ, for so does your Father love you. You can refuse to enter, but you cannot bar the door which Christ holds open. God is my life and yours, and nothing is denied by God to his Son. Remember that to deny is to refuse to accept, and everything awaits only your acceptance. At God's altar, Christ waits for the restoration of himself in you. God knows his son as wholly blameless as himself, and he is approached through the appreciation of his son. Christ waits for your acceptance of him as yourself and of his wholeness as yours. For Christ is the Son of God who lives in his Creator and shines with his glory. Christ is the extension of the love and the loveliness of God, as perfect as his Creator and at peace with him. Blessed is the Son of God, whose radiance is of his Father, and whose glory he wills to share, as his Father shares it with him. There is no condemnation in the Son, for there is no condemnation in the Father. Sharing the perfect love of the Father, the Son must share what belongs to him, for otherwise he will not know the Father or the Son. Peace be unto you who rest in God 
and in whom the whole sonship rests. Thank you, Lemoyne. This is lovely. Yes. Thank you, Lemoyne. Thank you, Lemoyne. That was perfect. Thank you, Lemoyne. Thank you, Lemoyne. All who are reading. Thank you, Lemoyne. Well, thank you all, and thank you, Lana, for thanking everyone. <laughs> Thanks we be to a, God. We have a few minutes before the top of the hour, so anyone wants to share? Good morning, this is Sandra, and this reading for me is, is it's, it's describing a path that I um, didn't go into uh, willingly, but it was the path I was given, and I'm very grateful for it, and it's the path of self-care and self-love. Um, I got married, and I had a family, and I and I cared for them to the best of my ability without um, having done the work to learn how to love and care for myself. And that is precisely why the whole thing didn't work very well. And it became somewhat dysfunctional. Um, and what I've learned from that experience is that it's really key for me to learn how to love and care for myself which I can only do through my relationship with my Creator because there is no love but God. (laughs) Um, God is but love and therefore happiness. And so it's just like if if I don't have that relationship intact with myself and with God, I, I can't extend it out to others successfully. I can do the best I can with what I have to work with, but um, it might, my experience with that could be unsatisfactory because the first step hasn't been taken, and that is my relationship with God and with myself. So when that's taken and, and, um, and I'm committed to it, and I am committed to it, um, I just find that my life keeps getting better and better and better and I keep enjoying It's not that life is getting better. Life is life. I'm just enjoying it more. I'm complete. Oh, that was so well said, Sandra. Thank you. Sure was. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you, Sandra. Yes, thank you. I can totally relate. This is Donna. Um, Something just came to me. In the last sentence of paragraph 38, blessed be unto you who rest in God in whom the whole sonship rests. So I tried, I looked at that uh, in this way. Jesus says, peace be yours. You who rest in God. 
and grow in awareness of the rest the whole sonship rests in and one i am complete oh thank you donna thank you donna Thank you, Donna. No, we're here. No, we're <laughs> Thank you. Well, I think it's it's that time. So, I turn to you, Fran. Would you lead us in some lessons for the day? Sure. Hi, everybody. We are still in the first part of the workbook, and we are on the third review. And today, we are on Lesson 117, which is the review of Lesson 103, God being love is also happiness and the review of Lesson 104. I seek but what belongs to me in truth. I'm going to read a couple paragraphs from the introduction. We will review two of the last 20 ideas each day until we have reviewed them all. We will observe a special format for these practice periods which you are urged to follow just as closely as you can. Place the ideas within your mind and let it use them as it chooses. Give us faith that it will use them wisely, being helped in its decisions by the one who gave the thoughts to you. What can you trust but what is in your mind? Have faith in these reviews. The means the Holy Spirit uses will not fail. The wisdom of your mind will come to your assistance. Give direction at the start and then lean back in quiet faith and let the mind employ the thoughts you gave as they were given you for it to use. So we'll go over to the lesson and do the top of the hour. We'll review Lesson 103 at the top of the hour and Lesson 104 at the half hour. Lesson 103, God being love is also happiness. Let me remember, love is happiness and nothing else brings joy. So I can choose to entertain no substitutes for love. Lesson 104, I seek but what belongs to me in truth. 
Love is my heritage and with it joy. These are the gifts my Father gave to me. I would accept all that is mine and true. So we'll take a moment for lesson, the review of Lesson 103. God being love is also Let me remember, love is happiness and nothing else brings joy. Lesson 103, God being love is also happiness. Amen. We'll rejoin at the half hour for the review of Lesson 104. Amen. Thank you, Fran. Thank you, Fran. Thanks, friends. Thanks for your diligence, too. This is Lemoyne, and I think yesterday, I think it was Charles who asked his soul, and I almost, I almost quoted this line without realizing it was the first line of the reading today. 
and friendship with your soul. And, you know, every time the question comes up, I always think of soul music. And <laughs> it's, uh, it's interesting. It's often, it's often sad, but you can see that from its origin in the blues being a music developed by people who were forced into separation. I think that this realization that the sonship is your soul combined with the lesson. It seems to provide a ready access to happiness. Within ourselves and with anything appearing to be outside. Say here, there is no distinction between within and without. Thank you. Thank you. That was just perfect, Lauren. Sure was. Thank you, Lemoyne. Thank you, Lemoyne. Thank you, Lemoyne. Thank you, Lemoyne. Good morning, guys. It's dude. I have um, been doing a deep dive in some inventory of my blocks. Um to the awareness of love's presence in me. And um, it's been fruitful, very fruitful in this lesson. Um, you know, taking an unconditional vow to be happy because it's God's will for me is, is really, is really, um, has really, um, <laughs> Clearing up some space in my head, <laughs> emptying me out, emptying me out, and um, you know the the awareness that um, when my mind is unconditionally, without a thought, joined with the the presence of peace and happiness, that I don't let anything that's temporal that's happening, or anything that's finite like my body that's happening, um, disturb my peace or my happiness that I'm I'm opened 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 up to the point of 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 the glory the glory of God's creation and um just thinking this morning what better gift um that I can give to God is is to be pleased absolutely pleased and without criticism or complaint of his creation you know, God's not a, he's not a complaint department in a grocery store. <laughs> I don't know where that thought came from, some book I read once. <laughs> but it made me laugh because it reoccurred to me. And who would God rather sit with, using him as a complaint department or, or um, Jude who's just totally pleased and happy 
with everything. Um, just full of gratitude, a heart full of gratitude. So um, that's where I'm sitting this morning. And I'm so grateful for you all. I really, truly am. Thank you. Well, me too. Thank you, Judy. Gratitude does make a beautiful feat. <laughs> Thank you. Really quickly, this is Sandra. I think that's the ticket, Jude. I think it's gratitude for what is and and ignoring what's lacking. I'm complete. Most excellent. Thank you, Sandra. Yes, thank you, Sandra. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you, Sandra. The whole, the whole idea of letting, letting everything go, this deep dive in, in, into surrendering everything, I think, about the world and myself and, you know, all that appears and seems to be that's temporal, constantly changing, you know, that we can't grasp or be attached to, that that is the illusion that we get caught up in and letting it all go and just staying with the invisible spirit, that changeless spirit being purely mind, purely awareness of all that is temporal and changing and that stepping back from it and just watching it and witnessing it and being aware of it and saying, well, you know, isn't this all just awesome? because it's crazy as it can be and beautiful as it can be. Um, But nothing is excluded and nothing is rejected. It's all simply noticed and watched and um, comes and goes. And um, the beauty of it is that I'm here and that I'm alive. Mm. Being here and being alive is like... And a planet flying around in the universe, and it's like, what is reality? You know, you think about all these big things, and it's and it's the really huge, infinite, magnitudinal things at the same time as it it is the 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 intimacy of a little ladybug that's awakened the spring in my windowsill, and it's like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm okay here. <laughs> I'm so happy. Thank you. I'm complete. Thanks, Judy. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Judy. 
Hi, it's Robin Marie. I'm thinking about a little boy in my preschool who um, is being included, yay, with the other kids, but he's not speaking. Every once in a while, he says a few words. He gets extremely excited when someone starts to play with the the train set when he's playing with it. He doesn't really know how to share. And I am seeing his beauty and loving him and working on how to show that to the other children who have already, um, you know, don't want to play with him because it's because it's difficult for them. So I'm thinking about that and being grateful for him. Wesley is his name. Really um, hoping to make some breakthroughs for him today. Thank you. Well, I will remember Leslie with you. That's very beautiful, Robert Marie. Thank you. Oh, yes, Robert Marie, too. I will remember him today. Thank you. This is Sandra, real quick, and I used to be a preschool provider, and sharing is a really hard concept for little ones to get. But taking turns is much. Taking turns, they can understand that. They can understand taking turns. Like you go first and then they go next. Right. Incomplete. Thank you. Yes. Thanks, Sandra. Good morning, everyone. This is Lori. And uh, I may be surrounded by noise later, so um, pardon me uh, for breaking in, if that's how I'm perceived right now. But um, I wanted to say that over the course of my life, I've always done everything the hard way. (laughs) Maybe that's something we have in common, but um, I didn't uh, come to that precipice of the end of my ego until... I worked it for everything it was worth. I mean, I tried really hard to be a stupendous ego. And that uh, was my great beginning, I would say, coming to the end of that resource. And, And when I had that holy instant so long ago, it ended. uh, I mean, I came back to a presence in myself Uh, with a soul cry out, I am home, and I didn't understand. I mean, I knew it with all my heart, but I I didn't understand what it meant. And it carried me for many years until uh, I lost my mind in grief and spent 11 years just wishing to uh, make an exit from this place. But (laughs) doing everything the hard way, Those years ended when I heard Holy Spirit say, find what is yours. Find what is yours. And and so I knew right away, I knew right away I had to find the place where my home was. 
And of course, instantly I knew that was uh, find a course in miracles community. And so, uh, when he says never forget the sonship is your soul, or the sonship is your salvation, I know in my heart of hearts exactly what that means. And I'm so filled with gratitude for this community. Uh, because you are what is mine, and I am what is yours. The extent to which we belong together, belong to God as one, is uh, probably the ultimate experience that um, that awareness holds out. You know, there's so many beautiful ways to say it. Uh, I think of one of my favorites is Catherine of Siena, who says, the soul is in God, and God is in the soul, just as the fish is in the sea, and the sea is in the fish. And, and we can begin to understand that intellectually um, these days, because uh, the holographic universe is becoming so, so much more exposed to the truth that it is. Um, you know, mystics have said forever that that God is in every part, and He says it in this work as well. You know, when He says oh, your relationships are with the universe, He says that in chapter fifteen. Your relationships are with the universe. Um, we talk about equality and and every altar to God is the same altar to God. Um, these are words, but these words in this section, the inheritance of God's Son. You know, if you think about every lesson in the workbook, you can find a niche in these paragraphs for every lesson in the workbook. Um, I am entrusted with the gifts of God. We are God's gifts to each other. You who hold each other's hands hold the universe, he says. The Christ is present in every altar to God. It's the penultimate realization that we belong to each other. He says, your creations are unknown to you because at this point in time, you might, you might hurt them, but you can't hurt what belongs to you. Well, I hurt what belongs to me many, many, many times in my mind. And um, the grace of God is such that, that when, I realize, when I realize I'm blessed and find the power within me to bless, all of this arrives in my conscious awareness. This belongingness, this sense of ownership of this precious, precious, precious thing we hold. Um, another thing Catherine Siena said was, my deepest me is me, is God. My, my deepest me is God. That's what it's like for me when I experience true north. Um, my mind, oh, my mind wanders like a crazy dial on that compass. But there's only one place where it's at peace in true north, in wholeness. And um, 
And when I deny wholeness, I instantly, instantly experience a sense of loss. And and I think all kind of crazy things. Someone's hurt me. I've hurt someone. Um, just crazy, crazy thoughts. And then I fill up my mind with all these crazy thoughts and forget where my dial is. You know, back at True North, where you belong to me. I would never hurt you. That's impossible. That's the protection of my mind. This is God's law for the protection of your mind. He says, this wholeness is so complete that it includes every part. And the wholeness is in every part. The holographic nature of the universe uh, is possible to experience. And once experienced, it can't be forgotten. It can't be forgotten, and any interruption in it is an instant sense of loss, just an instant sense of loss. And so, uh, having done everything the hard way, I know what that feels like. I know really well what that feels like, and it hurts. And, uh, and so it's to discover that to reject any part of creation is to pluck a hole in my own heart. And God doesn't let that happen because holiness is whole. He says in chapter 14, holiness must be shared for therein lies everything that makes it holy. That's God's gift to my mind and heart. And he's created me such that I must share that. I must find what is mine and share it. And uh, that's how God keeps the universe whole and unlimited and forever extending in his mind. The inheritance of God's Son is the love of God. And it's the love of God that gives me the freedom always to choose happiness. Sharing that. And uh, it smooths all the waves on the sea of my mind. And I'm so grateful for you all uh, that you accepted me here and uh, it gave me a place. I'm complete. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you so much, Lori. So glad you're here. Oh, we love you're you. So- Me too. Thank you. Thanks, Lori. Thanks for being such a faithful um, leader, really. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lori. I love you. I appreciate your presence here. Thank you. Oh, I love you, Ida, too. <laughs>
Oh, you know what, you guys? I, I thought of one other really potent thing I wanted to say. And uh, and that is, lesson 298 is, I love you, Father, and I love your Son. The very first sentence in that lesson is, my gratitude. My gratitude permits my love to be accepted without fear. He says in this work that the ego is not really disturbed by fear at all um, and uses fear as a basis for attack. But beneath all that fear, he says, is your intense and burning love of God and his for you. And he's making the point that we're afraid to love. I was afraid to love. I was afraid of love, thinking it would ask something of me. But that's, I was so wrong about that. Um, and when I find that place in my heart where I'm grateful and I can bless, all of a sudden I realize I have no need to be afraid of love. There's a lesson for that too. Gratitude is the way I walk in love, or love is the way I walk in gratitude. They're both features of each other. And so when I say my gratitude permits my love to be accepted without fear, I come to that place where, oh yeah, oh yeah, I am so grateful for the opportunity to learn that I'm love and to have freedom to express that and who gives that to me? Who gives that to me but the sonship? You know, in, in the Course in Miracles Facebook group, it's kind of a funny dialogue. Um, and its themes change, you know, if you follow that Facebook group. But right now it's going through a real transformation, that Facebook group. And, and there's such a conflict over duality and non-duality and, and so many opinions about what is duality and what is non-duality? But love erases that question. Duality, non-duality. Love is what erases that um, idea. When I recognize that, that my relationships are with the universe, I also recognize that God created his son in order that he might share his love. And the Son is like the Father, sharing the love of God, you see? And that's the great opportunity that brothers give to me, to realize that love is shared, that I am love, and I have no need to be afraid of it, because everything created gives me that opportunity. That's why he can say in paragraph 37 that God is approached through appreciation of his son. If I come with the dark companions in my mind, I can't find him because I've colored over, I've placed a veil on top of my love. But when I let that be removed from me, I realize that everything created is an opportunity to share love. And that's the source of happiness. That's the only source of happiness that has meaning, significance, and joy embedded in it. 
Um, it's an attribute of God. It is the extension of God. And that's why um, finding what is mine is the recognition of that unity. You know, um, it's, I just run out of words. I'm complete. Well, that was great. Thank you. Thank you. You are complete. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Oh, thank you, Laurie. It was the perfect number of words. <laughs> Just yeah. perfect. Thank you. Thank you, Laurie. Hi, this is Ida. I'm going to say right here that one thing I have to do in my daily life to help me with this whole process is not to listen to very much of the mainstream or even alternative news because so much of it is so painful to me that uh, sometimes when I listen to all that, I tend to carry the bad vibes from the bad news around and that colors the rest of my whole life and the rest of my day. So I can't do that. So I have to be aware of that. Doesn't mean I don't care about what's going on with everybody in the world. I I deeply do. But that's why I pray for the whole world every day and visualize the whole world and they, you know, embrace in the, I call it the white light of the Christ. You could call it anything you want, but um, but that's what I have to do. Um, thank you. I'm complete. Oh, that was beautiful, Ida. Thank you. Uh, thank, thank you, Ida. Yeah, yeah it sure was, Ida. Thank you. Well, thanks, Ida. And, uh, <laughs> thank you, friend. Want to do the half hour? Or? Sure. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, we are on the half hour, the review of Lesson 104. We'll take a minute on this. I seek but what belongs to me in truth.
Love is my heritage and with it joy. Lesson 104, I seek but what belongs to me in truth. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Fran. Thanks, Fran. Thank you, Fran. Yes. Good morning, Karen. Um, this isn't directly about the lesson, but I really kind of wanted to share it with you all with our community. Um, about once a week or so, three or four, three times a month, I do a meditation group with my first meditation teacher, who I would consider my guru, you know, my beloved. And... Um, I usually go there and I have all of this ego and it makes me feel separate, I'm not good enough. And yesterday's lesson was God's will for me is perfect happiness. And I've been feeling very strong in the course anyway, but I thought my teacher's will for me is perfect happiness. You know, the guru is like that he's like a form of God, you know, the master. And the meditation was very deep, and it took me into, uh, first it took me into these blocks that I perceived in my physical body, but, you know, psychic body, emotional body. And I looked at some really dark stuff from my past, which has never been, had the light shined on it before. And I thought, sin is not real. I stood there and I was in the light looking at the darkness and I said, sin is not real. God's will for me is perfect happiness. Guilt is not real. I am not giving my power to this guilt and I am not afraid. I can look at this. I can stand in this and I can open my eyes and I don't have to cower. It was a very, very deep meditation. I can't even tell you. It was like 20 years of therapy in one session because um, what it was looking at was guilt about a specific thing, and and then it went to to the thing behind that thing that was the same and the thing behind that thing that was the same until it was childhood. And, you know, really having like a guilt in about having my body and being in a body and and the um, desire to escape what was happening, you know, to use substances, which at the time was television because television was all there was to escape into as a child. And um, it was like this most profound forgiveness. And forgiveness, not making the illusions real, but forgiveness in the sense of being willing to give it up, to really love the whole situation, that the whole situation could be dissolved in the light. You know, not holding on to any of it and identifying 
with it or being afraid of it or feeling guilty about it. And in the past, what jumped out at me about the reading today was in the past when I would go into that group, everybody's so spiritual, you know, that I feel um, that I'm not worthy of being there. And it says here, you know, um, you cannot blame Blame is withdrawn from without. There's a strong tendency to harbor it within. So it's like in the past, my ego was just playing ping pong. You know, in the normal world, I blame the world. But in that group, I blame myself. And it says blame must be undone, not reallocated. And in that moment last night, I felt like I was standing in innocence. Yes, the ego did all these bad things. Yes. That was the ego world. But I don't want any part of it, and I don't want to be self-identified with any part of it. And I'm not accepting blame as my truth. I am not accepting guilt as truth. I am not accepting the past as truth. I stand in the light, and I offer the past on the altar to the Christ, and I forgive myself. I forgive my body. And I accept the holiness. And God's will for me is perfect happiness. God's will for me is holiness. And love is, God is, love is also happiness. It's like all of these different ways that the light refracts into peace, into joy, into happiness, into uh, beauty, into grace. That's like the one white light going into the prism and coming out all different colors, and that's my inheritance. All of that is my inheritance. But to have all of that, I not only have to um, open and accept it, but I have to forgive myself, and I have to release the illusions in the outer world. I'm complete. Thank you. Yes, you are. That was beautiful. Oh, I so share Thank that. You. With you. Thank you. I'm with you totally on that. <laughs> yeah, I've never experienced the idea of forgiveness and extended it to the body before. You know, self-forgiveness. I've never really worked on self-forgiveness. But the Course is finally getting me to a place where I can apply that and complete. It's the whole essence of atonement. Just beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's really about complete honesty. The honesty and accountability for what's disturbing my peace and um, not blaming, like you said, Karen, anyone or anything at all, not holding any blame because we always only understand what we understand at any given time and we only do as, as, as good as we can at any given time. And letting go of the past for me is so very important. But I have to see how I am the one disturbing my own happiness that I 
I have to be able to let go of anything that would deprive me of my own happiness because I'm the only one that can deprive myself of my own happiness and my own peace. And it goes, it goes really deep. And it's amazing because I, too, have been doing this um, in meditation and inventorying and um, wanting to get to the root of my fears and how I defend, defend my positions of being wounded and hurt and, and who's hurting me except myself and how, how, how I extend, um, you know, my hurts. No, I'm, I'm going to stop there. Just stop. But just stopping, stopping it, stopping it. <laughs> stop right there, right now, here. And that's where I come to the eternal now because it doesn't matter how long ago it's happened. It's happening right now. And this is the only place where I can correct it, where I can let it go, surrender it, and let it go, let it go, let it go, and um, restore myself to the awareness of the, God's perfect will for me, his per, the perfect happiness that is his will for me, and side with that, and join that and claim that as my own. That God's love is everywhere all the time in everyone and everything. And this, this idea of this wholeness and completion that only I can deny or deprive myself in any, in, in any time or any search, circumstance. The way you, you shared your awareness, Karen, of being in a, in a place that might be different from being peaceful for yourself or being happy for yourself and owning that and seeing how our own thinking removes us or deprives us from our own peace and our own happiness, that there is no place that can disturb it. And then that's when I, I really come to being at peace with the world and in the world, and nothing outside of me can, dis, can, can separate me from anything because I'm willing to be one with that. It, this is beautiful stuff. It's absolutely beautiful. So glad to be here and share it. Thank you. Thanks, Judy. Well, thank, thank you, Judy. How lovely is your dwelling place, O oh, mighty God. 
This is Donna. I have a recognition this morning that our union here is the only way I'm able to receive the lessons by letting. I have never been able to study the lessons. And it's so awesome how in this group, not only do I attend the lessons when other business allows, I get inspired by them. I get creative by them and awakened by them. And um, I have two things. And one, the first I think is what I received when I was listening to others um, speak. I was reminded and, and they drew to my attention that this world we seem to walk and live in is really an illusion or a dream. It's just something that we need to unlearn. And um, this is how it came to me to see it, to help me continue to see it more clearly. We exist in a powerful virtual reality. As each one of us acknowledge this illusion is an illusion, in the form of a dream meant to awaken each sibling of the sonship. We begin to let the Holy Spirit guide and govern the quality of our consciousness and action in thought and deed. We walk on knowing we have a mighty companion who will gently lead and awake us from the dream intended for our healing an awareness of our true will. The joy of the Lord is our strength, and I am grateful. Amen. That was beautiful. Did you write that? Donna. Amen. Did you write that? Donna, did you write that? Did you read it from somewhere? Hello, Donna. <laughs> There's a question. Did you write that or did you read it from somewhere? Well, I just read it because I stumble when I um <clears throat> I stumble. Yes, I just I just read it and I even rewrote it so I could be more calm with it. But I I this this is not me. This is why I I don't take credit for this. I just allow it. This is, I guess we all have a gift. And this happens to me by gift. Um, So I was reading it, but I had written it. It came as people were speaking. And I'm not sure it was Jude Jude or if it was uh, Karen. But when they began to speak, I was reminded of how I remind myself that this is virtual reality. I got some goggles on. I'm walking around. That's why I think I'm a human in a human world. So once that started coming, then this just flows. I I have a lot of scriptures. So basically, I in my mind, I'm just reinterpreting um, scripture in a, in a more modern frame. But as I read this, I hear the words from the Course of Miracles coming to me. So it's everything I've read so far. And it is the group 
that has has let the Holy Spirit let me let this come through me. Um, so, uh, so to answer your question, <laughs> and now that I have everybody's attention, I'm going to read two more little things. The lessons just so bless me because I get them another way, and I just love the spirit of Fran, which each time it, I, I, be, you see, I began, I began to see your magnificence. You know, it, it, you're somebody doing something for a while, and then as the time goes and the Holy Spirit works with me, I say, oh wait a minute, <laughs> particularly when you were. Away doing other work for the Lord. uh, So, lesson 103, when I looked at that, I thought, how do you carry something like that with you, really? And I got this little poem Love travels with happiness, holding hands with joy. And then 104. Truth is my heritage. Truth is, my heritage is love. I rejoice in joy in my acceptance, being aware they are already given now and forever. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And that just rolls out of my pen. I always, I always, there's a psalm that says my I think it says that my tongue is the pen of a ready writer. Well, my pen <laughs> is the pen of a ready writer. I am complete. And thank you for asking. Praise, praise the Lord. Amen. Amen to that. Thank you, Donna. Thank you, Donna. <laughs> thank you, Donna. Oh, I want to thank Fran for um, reading the part um, that's the introduction to the rear, to the review, the part that you read, Fran, about taking these ideas from the lessons, from whom, with a capital W, from whom who gave them to you, and and let them rest in your mind, um, and let them work on your mind for you. So that that's that relinquishing. Um, my mind, restoring my mind to whose mind it is. And um, Donna, what you shared about the Holy Spirit um, reminded me of my thinking that when Fran read it, that um, the the voice of the Holy Spirit is the one voice that I want to hear. I don't want to listen to the voice of the ego, which is always criticizing, condemning, judging, and complaining, and and causing my unhappiness, um, and letting that voice go, and not fueling it, just surrendering it, letting go, and that um, that practice of of listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit, God's voice within my mind, is my direct communication link with God, that that's what I want to keep open. And this exercise about happiness and um, my vow to um, be happy in, 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 irregardless 
of what's happening in the world, what's happening with my body, what's happening in any of my relationships, that if I see any unhappiness coming to my mind, that I, I simply surrender it and let it go. And in my vow to, to be one with God's will for me, that he restores that clarity in my mind. He restores the understanding in my mind, the light in my mind that shines a new awareness of what I am experiencing, whatever may be difficult or challenging or painful or, or um, what I think, quote-unquote, is causing my unhappiness. And it's really an intimate, moment-by-moment moment kind of thing. And the more I practice it, surrendering and letting go, the more it's undone, the more of my ego, my personal sense of self is, is let go. That is my ego. So I'm seeing very clearly how this is working for me and the fruits of it today. So I'm happy to have a place to share it. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. I'm complete. Thank you, Judy. Thank you for sharing Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Judy, for your shares. You're wonderful. And so are your shares. <laughs> Thank you. Right back at you, Ida.
Okay, well, thank you, Judy. You drew me back to uh, to that review three, and uh, something <laughs> strikes me that didn't sink in very well maybe before as to what the lessons are. I, I don't think they're supposed to fix me after reading this. They are practicing salvation. You are you are unwilling to cooperate in practicing salvation. Only if it interferes with goals you hold more dear. When you withdraw the value given them, allow your practice periods to be replacements for your litanies to them. They give you nothing. But your practice periods offer you everything. Accept their offering and be at peace. Let me cue you, friend, if you're still here. Yeah. Oh, some here. Well, shall I? Or would you like to lead us in the review of 103? God being love is also happiness. Let me remember, love is happiness, and nothing else brings joy. And so I choose to entertain no substitutes for love. God being love is also happy. Amen. Thank you. Thank you.
What many forgot Hmm. after the passing of the first of my disciples was that they had access to this treasure. They still knew that it existed, but since they knew not how to access it, they called it the kingdom of heaven and longed for access to it after death. Your anger here extends to yourself as well. For all of you know how many of my words have been forgotten, how many of the truths I expressed were still available to you, even within your religious institutions. You feel, perhaps, that you did not try hard enough or pay enough attention to separating the truth from the false. But blaming yourself does no more good than blaming others, for without the dismantling of the ego self, without the dismantling of the self as separate and alone, you could not learn the truth no matter how much attention you paid, no matter how mightily you tried, for on your own you cannot learn the truth. On your own, only illusion can be learned, for your starting place is illusion. Nancy, you're on mute. Nancy, are you on mute? Okay. Um, I hope I have the right um, version. Here we go. Union is both the treasure and the key to the treasure. Is that the right place? Yes, it is. Okay. Okay, great. I'm going to try this again. Union is both the treasure and the key to the treasure. Union is both access and the place to which you desire access. As all that exists in truth, union is means and end. To know the basic truth of who you are, that you are a being who exists in unity rather than in separation, is thus the first step to the access that you seek. Without knowing this, without knowing the truth of your existence, how could you be done with learning? This was what learning was for. And learning is not the way to the access that you seek. As all that exists in truth, the truth of who you are is means and end as well. Within you is the access that you seek. Just as within you is the kingdom of heaven. Thank you, Nancy. Wonderfully done. That was beautiful. I hope you could feel that as you were reading that, the message that we are seeing, that we're being given in this particular day. Actually, I could, (laughs) which is really interesting. Thanks. Thanks. 